The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Toy and welcome once again to a came from the radio, the official Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing for the entire year of 2021. We have none other than Fishy Star Chasms, Dominic Definition Man Serrano. It is amazing to me that, like, I've actually not seen you in, in almost coming up on two years in person. Yes. Yes. Do I miss him? No, because I talked to him every week. <laughs> but it's like, it is weird that we've been doing this show now. Oh, completely oh, for over a year, 100% yeah. online. Yeah. It's the future, baby. And no. we have our very own uh, friend of the life with Jenner G, Jenny Felding. What up? What up? Jay Feld's in his house. Also, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't know what the hell she's talking about, go to her uh, Facebook page and her YouTube page, and there are comedy skits about that. But ah, Santa so- Claus is here. <laughs> so on, That's all I got to say. So on this week's show, we're going to have another Jay Bird and Lee segment. We're going to have our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, who's unable to be with us uh, this week, but he's, he's still alive. Um, okay. He has an interview. As, as of this recording. <laughs> yes, he uh, has an interview with artist Maria Schweitzer. And we bring you early this time the best, worst, and honorable mentions of 2021 20, of, the, of the year that we've been through. Really, like... We're bringing it to you in week 51 out of 52 weeks. <laughs> Although so, this will air closer to 52. <laughs> so really, the chances are that the most amazing piece of content we will see this year coming out in the very last week of the year, pretty pretty slim to not. It's been Spider-Man. Could have been Spider-Man. I'm just saying. So um, before we do that, we have to take it away with the non-news. It's Morphin' Time! The non-news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. As well as the fine folks of the Big Album Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25 years of comic book stuff and pop culture this. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention is a one-day one one trading card show. It's the Big Apple Trading Card Show, which will be on January 29th, 2022, which is scheduled January 29th, 2022. Tickets are on sale right now. And I want to give our shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unchikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Huracan, Yasmin and Ray, and Rosa. You want to get your own little shout out? Go to our website, brand new website, www.camefromradio.com. And there's a, a donate and support us button. You can just go on there, click on that, and you can uh, be a uh, Patreon for just a dollar a month, or you can uh, buy us a virtual coffee and or virtual pizza. So since I said, mentioned we're not having any news, as it's a non-news, we're going to go with the rules of, of how this works. So normally, pre-pandemic, it was something, uh, movies that came out in the theater that you had to have seen that came out within the, the year that has gone by. 
So the modified rules have been, for those of you who have been paying attention, anything that has been entertaining or really not entertaining for the year of 2021, and it had to have come out in 2021, and you have to have seen it in 2021, obviously. So um, let's start with, uh, who wants to go first? Uh, Dominic, you want to go first, or Jenny, you want to go first? For the, for the best, we'll do the best, and then we'll do the worst. So who has the best? Uh, ladies first. Let Jen go first. All right, Jenny. Okay, uh, what I'm was the best? I'm happy to get out my spot and be chivalrous. You sure? <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's go. What what is the all best right, right. piece of entertainment that you've seen? Not necessarily movies, TV, any any type of entertainment. Music could be anything because we've brought in the spectrum because people have uh, been on lockdown for this most of this year. So, what is the best thing you see that you can recommend us? Everybody, go out there and listen to it or watch it right now. You know what? It's a tie. And I'm sorry, it's, a tie. it's basically a tie between Jimmy Dore, Yanni Pappas, and Chris Stefano. But, but, ah, you know, I'm going to go with Jimmy Dore because he spits a lot of statistics. Whoever's writing for his show, perhaps him, he drops a lot of numbers or a lot of specifics that we can learn from. So since because the Jimmy Dore show would be actually a tremendous learning tool for society, I'm going to go with Jimmy Dore show. Oh, so that's www.jimmydoor.com? Jimmy I don't know. Com? I just know it's Jimmy <laughs> yeah. Dore. The Google, Google Jimmy Shore. All right. Yeah, Jimmy Dore, D-O-R-E, I believe. All right, so that's, that's the best. And because you have analytical data and he's entertaining and educational. But, yes, and, and the honor, honorable mention. Am I of, of the now? best, yes. What's honorable mention of the best? Honorable mention, it's really tough between Yanni Pappas and Chris Stefano, but so they're at a tie and also Tina Forty. Tina Tina, <laughs> yeah. So, now, now are these, so are these people have their own shows? Are they the shows named after them? Yeah, let me a little they more specific. Internet Sensations Internet and Sensations. and Chris and Stefano are both stand-up comedians ah, with okay. tremendous podcasts. All right, see, yeah, it'll be a little more explanatory. Expl- That's not even a word. Um, okay. I like explanatory. I like it. That's a new word for 2022, explanatory. <laughs> ah, all right, so uh, Dominic, what is your best of that you've seen this year? And your best honorable mention. <laughs> okay, well, um, I saw, I did it. I left my house. I went to the movie theater. I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. People are saying it's the best uh, Marvel movie made yet. I have to agree. Really? It's, I, it's for me, that good? For me, it's that good. Now, I am certain that when... You see it, Mark. For whatever reason, you're going to hate it. You're going to find holes in it. You're going to be like, well, this pulled me out of the movie and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> for me, I laugh. I cry within like minutes of each other. It's uh, it's just it's so good. You sure it wasn't the air conditioning in the in the, in the movie theater that made you high? That made you enjoy this movie? It could have been. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been that fountain soda I drank. All right. But you tell me never to drink from. Well, now I'm sold. My boyfriend's going to be very happy because he asked me to see it like three times or five times. So, um, yeah. Like, it, if you have been a fan of Spider-Man, especially if you were, you know, you've watched the third set of movies, it's a great. <laughs> you mean the third Spider-Man 1, third Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man 2, and now the <laughs> second th- second Spider-Man 3. Yes. Um, it really does round out uh, as a good trilogy. Mm, okay. Um, I, I don't want to give away, you know, like yes, no, like, no spoilers, spoilers. Especially but, for me, I'll, I'll I'll stop listening. I'll stop listening to my own show if I have. To. There you go. <laughs> um, but like, who it's you think good. is going to be in it is in it. Who yeah. you want to see in it is in it. Mm-hmm. I think. 
right. um, it's really good. You okay. got a lot of ups and downs emotionally, but in a, you know, in a good way. Right. Um, you know, so it, it's it's good. And it, it if you're a comic book fan, um, for like a real comic book fan, and you read One More Day and Brand New Day, they basically don't tell me. See, don't even go that far. That's that spoiler. That's the, that you're getting close to spoiler territory. Uh, no, I'm not. Because first of all, you had to, had to have read it, which I do. Say, so now I'm like, oh. Dude, you, if well, yeah, because you don't watch any. Yeah, I, I really haven't seen anything. I've stayed away from most of the stuff, so I really don't know. But I, I probably know about two percent of what's this movie going to be about. So I'll say that, like, for the rest of the normal population who <laughs> actually watches trailers and can already sort of figure out based off the trailers what the general idea is, they take those storylines and they do them better than better justice than the original storylines. All right. So, um, what's your yeah. what's your honorable mention? My honorable mention, um, from what I've watched, is this new show, relatively yeah, new show, that's on Showtime called Yellow Jackets. I have heard is, of that. Which is really, really, it's like, and you would probably be surprised because you could say it's sort of in the horror category. Which you're not it, a horror fan, <laughs> and I'm not a horror fan, but it's not particularly like, um like it's, jump out of your seat horror stuff it's more suspenseful and it's like, more uh, like psychological and okay you know it, it, so it's not like every moment i'm like oh okay. it's like you can it really ropes you in because it's taking part sometimes in two three different time zone time periods okay present day 1996 and sometimes even earlier than that it's about a group of uh varsity uh soccer players female soccer players in 1996 who have a plane crash somewhere like in the Pacific Northwest, somewhere around that area, Oregon, uh, Washington State, somewhere around there. They don't really give you specifics yet. Sounds scary. It is kind of scary, um, but it's not like, you know, it's not like horror scary. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's, just, it's, it's suspenseful. It's suspenseful. Yeah, that's a with, good way to uh, With the creepy uh, undertones. How about that? Yeah, that's actually a very good way to put it. Right. So you're watching them survive, but then you also they jump to the present day and you see who has survived and oh. what they're what they're dealing with. All right, so that was that reminds me of a, a show on Fox. Um, it was a reunion. Yeah, it was about a reunion that the people came together um, for uh, somebody who had died, mm. and one of them was the killer. And the show was like the present day. And then it flashed back to back then. So you didn't know who died or who was the killer. And as the, the episodes went along, you found, oh, this person died, this person didn't make it, this person this, you know. And it never finished. So you right. don't know who the person died or who the killer was because the show got canceled. Yeah. I have a hard time seeing how they're going to do a second season. Right. Um, All right. But it's, it's really uh, myself and my lady, we watch it regularly, like every Sunday night on Showtime. Um, it's one of those like appointment television things to watch and it's not streaming. You have to watch it on Showtime unless okay. you wait for it to finish the season. Then, then you can binge it legally. <laughs> legally. Yeah, throw, that, throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> but you can't, I mean, you can't even binge it now because they're releasing it one well, yeah, at a time. time. Gotcha. So, gotcha. All right. um, that's my honorable mention. It's, it's kind of addictive and it's really good. All right. So for me, for myself, the best thing that I have seen this year and it was it was pretty close. It was, it was pretty pretty darn close, but um, I would have to say the TV series Invincible. 
was really good. It yes. blew me away on how good that was for an animated series about a superhero. It as 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 the, as the kids like to say, it subverted expectations. I mean, I never read the comic, and then I watched this thing, and I started reading the comic, and I'm like, this is nothing like the, the cartoon. It's like they took all the best parts and made it into the cartoon and got rid of all the extra the the slow pacing and the fat. So it's really really good. It has great um, characters, great acting, great animation, uh, great humor. Overall, it was such an amazing treat to watch. Seeing tons and tons of superhero stuff, seeing that took me completely by surprise. Um, I, I'd agree with you on that one. It was very good. And I'm like, I wonder what they're going to do for the next one. Like, if you watch just the first episode and then the last five minutes of that first episode, because I was like, oh, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And I'm like, holy crap. They're like, they, they ramped it up to 100 and then just kept it going. Very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, as for honorable mentions, um, it was, it was really tough because it was a three-way tie between the Snyder Cut, uh, Suicide Squad, Part 2. But I'm going to go for the honorable mention of the best thing I saw this year. It was a little movie, a little independent movie called Promising Young Woman. Another really great, really well-acted uh, film about... Um, and I, 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 it's, it's hard to even describe what it is without spoiling it, so I'm going to do my best. It was a, a young woman who uh, was traumatized... And she's trying to live a normal life and she gets sucked back into it and she gets revenge. That's pretty much, I can, I can go like that. It's really, really good. Really well acted, really well scripted. And it has a nice little twist at the end that you didn't see coming. Oh, uh, once again, I was surprised by how good that was. I have, I, I heard that it was really good. Like I, I've heard before that it was a, like a quiet sleeper, excellent movie. Yes. I hope uh, as, as, as we have the dubious uh, feelings for award shows, I hope it gets some type of recognition on how good it was. Cause it really was that good. Probably, like I said, if, if not for uh, me being a superhero fan, I think it would have been the best thing I've seen, but Invincible takes the cake for number one. Oh, well, it's getting recognition it. right now. So, yeah, huh, that's right. <laughs> so, so Jenny Felby. Um, let's go with the worst thing. What is the worst thing that you have seen this you know, year, 2021? You know, I've done a lot of my time tuning out from what's going on <laughs> on the media. Just, you know what? I kind of have deemed society just be a total waste of time since like age 14, more, more in my 20s. And then uh, 2020, it's just like, what are you guys doing? I'm out. So I don't really have that much to choose from. But what I did choose, what I caught last week or two, and I saw this piece at this video, and uh, I just was like, ah, you know, society, I'm out, like, not doing, not not joining you guys. So the video is the Paul Rudd video, uh, asking millennials to wear masks. Uh, yes. And that's all I got to say, is that right. if I've this heard. is what's considered the sexiest man of the year, I'm forming my own line of sexy. I'm not joining your line of sexy. Wow. The hate, the hate on Paul Rudd. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? I remember last, last year, you had the Gal Gadot video was one of the worst. And yes. now you have Paul Rudd. So, you, so you're going against the actors in this case. Um, do you Another have a, pretty person doing an ugly thing, you know? Do you have a, an honorable mention of something bad? And not necessarily it's something that's bad that you've seen. Not necessarily yeah. the worst thing at all. Yeah. If, you, if you don't, um, it's fine. If you, well, if you, honorable mention... Just uh, so, just 
basically just dip your hand in a barrel, pick anything on YouTube, and basically twenty percent is horrendous. So that's it. But um, <laughs> so, uh, this is from someone else who I'm going to give on unmentioned because I didn't sign off on this. But right before the show, someone else's pick was Chris Cuomo. So I'm going to give a shout out <laughs> and say someone else's pick is that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of cringy. I don't really want to work out with him if I bumped wow. into him at the gym. You know? Man, that's that's rough. All right. Fifty uh, Stone Cats and Dominic Stephanie Ranzano. What is the worst uh, piece of entertainment you've seen this year? And an honorable mention, if you have one. Uh, the Biden administration. <laughs> yes. You guys, you guys are so I wrong. thought about that. So wrong. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's not entertainment, but entertainment-wise, entertainment yeah, entertainment-wise, possibly the worst thing I really watched um, that I made it, and I made it through watching it. Though I we talked about it when it came out was um, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, that wasn't this. Oh, it was this year. Yes, this was, that was this year. It That's was so right. bad that even you and I both agreed it was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't that good. It was not good at all. It was. I will say it was fun in its no, own way. You know, uh, far. <laughs> well, it was fun because I didn't pay to watch it. I just watched it at home. So like I could because I didn't pay like if I paid money to see it. If I went to the theater at that point and saw it, I would be like, what did I just pay for? Because I watched it on, you know, I've had HBO Max subscription. So I watch it and I'm like, "Ah, this is terrible. This is hilariously terrible. Like I could take it with, you know, like, you know, movies so bad that they're funny. Yeah. Kind of of a feel. So I could watch it like, all right, it's funny. But like, it was just, it was like, I don't even know why they had humans in it. Like just make the whole thing CG related, I guess. I don't know. So it was probably the, one of the worst things I watched. So I, I've always said pre-pandemic, um, I always get to see movies for free anyway. So my vote never counts. But that was a really bad movie because the, the, the big thing was the fight and the fight wasn't even that good. So it's exactly. like the, yeah. the one selling point you had, it didn't even deliver on that. Right. And you honorable know, like, mention. So what do you got for honorable mention? Uh, honorable mention was, <laughs> was also an HBO Max W uh, Warner Brothers thing that I watched. And that would Aren't have you to got this? You got the subscription. <laughs> yeah, I was right. Um, Mortal Kombat, the ne- the latest Mortal oh, Kombat, yeah, was also just. It was look. It was better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yes, that's true. Um, but it was just not not that good. Again, very happy I didn't pay to watch it. <laughs> so that tells me. See that it shows. It goes to show how bad that movie was because I didn't even remember that came out until you mentioned. Like, oh yeah. I came out and that was terrible. It was just not good. Again, it was like out of curiosity, I watched it because I remember watching the ones and playing the game when I was a kid. And since it was free, like, yeah, why not press why, play? Exactly, <laughs> free. Why not? Let me watch this. Okay. Um, there you go. That those I think are pretty. Like, look, they're not the, <laughs> they're not unwatchable, but ah. they're not great. <laughs> unwatchable. That's my department because I okay. watch a lot of stuff. Yeah, and my worst pick, which is the worst film of 2021, is a little movie called A Mother of No Destination. <laughs> it sounds okay. terrible. It probably is terrible. The <laughs> movie was, it looked like it was shot like for $2. Okay. The script was terrible. The for acting $2. was terrible. <laughs> the, the special effects was terrible. Some parts were so bad that the, the the take that they used in the movie was the actor reading the script 
and he had the script in his hand as he reading. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's like it's like you can get it on Amazon. Like it's a real movie. Two hours. That's hilarious. A two dollar budget. I it, it was it was it looked like it, it didn't look like a student film. It was that bad. Good hilarious. god! I've never seen such. It, it was it was there was a lot of green screen that was really bad green screen as well. So you can see like people in different shapes and sizes and and, and shaking in the background and the guys reading the dialogue. And and then the worst part is the story was bad too. Wow. I got to see this. What's it called again? A Mother of No Destination. Lovely. It, it, it is so bad. So if, if you guys remember, pre-pandemic, when I, and I talked about uh, Rise of Skywalker, which was the last uh, yeah. Star Wars film of the nine part movie, part, part nine. I had said that it barely was a movie. It was just a series of clips. So this goes on that court on that category. It's barely a movie. <laughs> but for the fact that it was put together in a, an amount of time that is the length of a movie. Right. But it was so I, I, I can't it, it didn't have any good redeeming qualities in it at all. The camera was bad. The 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 lighting was bad. The angles were bad. The 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 the, the blue screen was bad. The editing was bad. The acting was bad. The casting was bad. It's like huh. he got his friends, and they weren't even like his good friends. He got like his loser friends to make a movie. Sorry, you know, I, I I've always said that I've always said this, and I appreciate the independent filmmaker, and sometimes <laughs> that they really go and they try really hard. But dude, man, this I I I, I cannot say with any uncertainty. If you tried really hard to make this movie, if you're listening to this and you tried really hard, you gotta try a little better. You just, that's, the, that's, that's the best compliment I give you. Try it a little better. It was that bad. Well, they did it. it was they didn't that even bad. Try. It was that bad. And I've seen bad stuff. I've seen a lot of bad independent films. I've seen a lot of good was independent films. And, and see, you, you're ahead of me on that. You're ahead of mm. me because I had told you um, when it came out. So. Wait. It's an honorable mention of the worst thing I've seen. And it, and it was going to win. But this movie came along and it pushed <laughs> it down to an honorable mention. Was Bloody Nun Part 2. Awesome. Now, now the significance Love it. of Bloody Nun Part 2 is that it's, it, it starred none other than our very own Jenny Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt bad. When no, I watched it, because awesome. I, I, went, I went to watch it purposely because you were in it. And so I'm like, I got to watch this. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know what to tell us. I'm like, you know, I got to be honest. Hilarious. Because I wanted to warn you just in case I didn't see anything worse. That it was going to be yeah. the worst thing I saw. And I no, saw that in January. I saw that in January. I saw I that in January. movies and the best movies ever. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I want to be in horrific <laughs> movies. Like this is a that's a masterpiece. It's amazing. So, 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 so Jenny Feldy, <laughs> yeah. why don't you explain what the movie is about? <laughs> I can't tell you what it's about. You were in the movie. Why don't you tell us <laughs> uh, what it's about? No, I, my deal was with the director who gave me my scenes. I read my scenes. I never <laughs> read the whole entire script. I don't think I ever even skimmed it. I showed up for the shoot day. I had a huge script in my hands, like 30 pages or something. And then he's like, oh, you're not going to need that. We're like going to improv stuff. We're going to change things around. I had to rewrite it. I threw the script over the balcony. So I never I never knew what it was about in the first place. And after I threw the script over the balcony, I definitely didn't know. I just did my scenes and left. 
So I watched it. I still don't know what it's about. I'm I'm not even done with Wait, it. Wait, like you watched it bottom. and you still don't know what it's about? I watched about 80% of it. I never got to the end. And I don't really, I couldn't really tell you. It's basically like, this is what I have. Okay, this is what I have. Two guys that run churches, lost their faith. They uh, have a penchant for sexy women. A scary looking woman comes with an apple, tempts them. They go to this house filled with hookers. And then they start dying. We use the term it. filled with hookers very loosely. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm watching the movie. <laughs> and, 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 and the thing is, you know, as bad as this movie was, it's better than the other one. So keep that in mind how bad Mother No Destination must have been. Exactly. So this movie, I'm watching Jenny tell these movies. And I'm watching it, and the guy's like, "Hey, let's go get some chicks. Yeah, we're gonna go to this party, and they're gonna have this chick." And 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 once again, I, I we support the independent filmmaker. And you know, I'm trying, I'm trying my best here, man. But you gotta give me something to work with. And they they go and they're talking about getting some chicks to go to this grand party. And one of the scenes is shot like on location, so the sound is really bad, and the and the visual. Like the camera work is different than in the interior shots. It's like when you mm. watch the, the UK shows, the inside different and the outside camera, just the way it is. Oh. Like, well, huh. um, so I'm watching this, and then they go to this house where there's parties going on. <laughs> and there's three chicks and like two dudes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this is the party? And then the party, <laughs> there's no music. They're just, everybody's just sitting looking at each other. <laughs> And, and I'm like, what kind of a party is this? What the hell am I watching? <laughs> it's the best where we just sit around and stare at each other. With no music, no TV, and they're literally, and, and you, can, you can back me up on this because you were there, Jenny Feldy, staring at each other. One guy had a mask on for no explanation. Why did he have a mask on? Pre-pandemic, why do you have a mask on? Why do you have a luchador mask on? I don't know. You were there. Why? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you anything. And then it's 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 a sequel, so apparently it's connected to a first movie, which they didn't explain what the first movie is about, but they had the guy uh connected to the first movie. And then I I don't know what happens to him. I'm not sure. I did watch the whole thing. I I I powered through it. Mm -hmm. And then the special effects were were really bad. But not as bad as a mother no destination. I, wow. I cannot stress how bad that movie was in comparison to this movie, but this movie was really bad. Wow, this is great. And I, and I feel bad because and 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 as Dalek knows mm. that the things you know stick out to me and I pick up on small little details. I love it. So I'm watching our very own Jenny Feldy mm-hmm. in heels. <laughs> And then decides to run away from the bloody nun with no heels. I'm like, where'd the oh. heels go? Wait, what, what happened? Where'd the heels go? That's In my head, funny. like, why would uh-huh. not that even was the thing that pulled you out of the movie, huh? No, I was I was out of that movie. Man. You were never in the movie. I was never in it was it was so bad. It was just so bad. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> and 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 like I said, it's the worst party ever. And they're acting. I, I, I use that term loosely. Sorry, <laughs> that, that is the greatest party ever. I'm like you were not convincing me that this is a great party, and then they summon this creature. Oh and, my god! And then, like, I don't. 
I don't, I don't know. That's it. And then I don't know what happened. I think everybody died. I don't know. Then there was a follow-up, and there was a guy in a video, and he was talking about something. I don't know what the hell happened. She didn't even see the rest of the movie. I didn't even get to she the was end there. Yet. I didn't get to the end yet. Uh-uh. I'm not sure. I don't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> no idea. But I know I didn't like it. That's hilarious. It was oh. uh, it was it was these it was like the house was supposed to be filled with hookers and there's only two hookers and like yes. ten guys and they were just sitting around and not talking. That's supposed to be a party. It was yes. That mm-hmm. is ex- that is yes, that is exactly. <laughs> now now <laughs> I, I can we have a few minutes left. So you were there, you explained what happened. Do you want to defend this movie and the director just a little bit? I don't know if this is a defendable movie. <laughs> Um, I embrace the things that are so wrong and the more wrong it is, the more right it is. So the crazier, the better. So I would say hashtag winning. That's my response on this. The, 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 the one redeemable, well, I'll say two because you're in it. The, the one <laughs> is that the other hooker was legendary actress, Tina Krause. And I was like, oh yeah, crap. I liked mm-hmm. her from back in the day. And then she just pops up looking like she hasn't aged a day since the 90s. I, I think it was the 90s. Well, that's impressive. When she showed. Do you know who uh, Tina Krause is, uh, Dominic? Definitely no, but you know what I have? I have Google. So give me a second here. So while he's doing that, yeah. So she was in the movie. So yay for, for her getting the job. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and she seems to have a lot of fans. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and I only remembered the name. I was like, why that name sounds familiar? It's like, oh, I know her. Like, hey, she's still out there working. So mm-hmm. I, I, so we have really a Really nice. Of- she's really nice. See, exactly. So you had a nice experience in this horrible, horrible movie, which isn't the worst thing. Yeah, a lot of girls on. are kind of mean to me, and she was actually very warm and nice, and that's very pleasant. So, so I really stand out. So, as, so I've, yeah. I'm just looking at it. I don't recognize her from anything. Uh, well, I used to work at Blockbuster, so her movies were. I Got remember it. seeing her, 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 her movie, but her, her image on the cover boxes. In her IMDb credits, it does say "Bloody Nun 2. The exactly, curse. exactly. No. So, what was the curse? What was the, what was the curse? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? And then I, I think I think the Bloody Nun changed actors. Was it two different people playing the Bloody Nun? Because it looked like it was a dude in one part, and then it looked like it was a girl in the other part. Yeah, there was supposed to be Bloody Mary and Bloody Nun in the same scene. I didn't get to that part yet, but I heard about it. I heard that's what we're supposed to fight. I don't just quite understand how that happens. I like the tagline. The fanged and vicious Bloody Nun is back in all her viral creepiness, except this time she's terrorizing a brothel for a night many won't survive. It was not wow. a brothel. It was some dude's house some that dude's looked house. like some dude's house. That wasn't, <laughs> They weren't even trying to make it not look like some dude's house. Was this shot on an iPhone? <laughs> I don't know. No, oh, I don't know. You weren't there. You don't know what they shot you on? It was an iPhone, but okay. uh, I didn't look. Yeah, whatever it is, I just kind of look. Yeah, I just, I just like stay focused on my scenes. <laughs> like I can't produce right now. Like I just can't take the producer hat. There's too much stuff going on, you know. Because I was doing, I was a makeup artist and an actress for that. Oh man! So I just was like, I'm Ooh. not getting involved in like the tech part. Like that's that's I can't look at that right now. Uh, yeah. All right, so tomorrow oh, this looks like it's shot in backyards. It. <laughs> But but as let me let me let me say this one last time, it's not as bad as a mother of no destination. That sucks. I want to be the worst. Wow. So oh, well. so so let's so let's just wrap this up for people who made it this far and on on the segment of the of the show. 
So our gentleman very own Jenny Feldy is um the best was uh I forgot the guy's name. So, Damn Ronald? Jimmy Dorshow. Jimmy Dorshow. Jimmy Dorshow. Mm-hmm. And Adam, um, Adam Rudd. I was gonna say Adam Rudd. Paul Rudd, worst thing in twenty twenty one for you. Right. right. Uh, Dominic's is uh, Spider Man was the best. Spider Man part. Spider Man three part three. <laughs> yeah. The third. The, no, the second. The third second Spider-Man. third Spider Man film. And um, what was the worst you saw? Uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla Kong, versus Kong. Godzilla versus yeah. Kong. And and for myself would be. Um, mother of no destination, worst thing ever. It's not even worth. I think, like I said, you can even get it on Amazon for like two dollars. Wasn't even worth that. <laughs> um, you can look it up. It's just, it is, there's probably trailers. You can see the trailer online. Probably Let's look it up. And and the best was Invincible. Really good. I hope the second season continues it on, and um, and uh, much uh, happiness will ensue. Um, so we have a minute left. So we have final thoughts. So we have any final thoughts uh, for 2021? Uh, Jenny Feldy, go. I look forward to making some of the best and worst things you'll ever see in 2022. <laughs> I'll be doing that. Is I'll that a challenge? It. Is that a challenge now? Oh, I'll be doing some of the worst things, but and the best. The, okay. So bad it's good. So good it's bad. All right. Dominic, this is Mr. Final Final thoughts for this uh, segment? Yes. 2021 was the sequel no one wanted to 2020. <laughs> mm, true. Um, so my final thought is this for this uh, segment. Um, go do yourself a favor, <laughs> go watch Invincible, go watch, um, the other picks of this year and just Google, don't, don't just watch Google. the other ones. Just <laughs> Google, just Google it. A mother of no destination. And you will go. thank me that all you have to watch is like uh, the trailer and be like, dude, Mark was right. Yep. So with that, we're going to take our break and we'll be right back with the rest of it came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. This month at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. Get ready for the Marvel event Devil's Reign. And from DC Comics comes Justice League Incarnate. And from Image Comics and the mind of Todd McFarlane, it's Spawn Scorched number one. All December at Cosmic Comics, you get the gift of 10% off your purchase when you say Huracan at checkout. Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin is open Wednesday from noon to eight, Thursday from 2 to 7, Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, located 846 Merrick Road in Baldwin, New York. Call us at 516-763-1133. Happy holidays from Cosmic Comics. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jay Bird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today we're going to talk about Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, Chris Farley, David Spade. In one of the old classic films, or comedies, as you would say, because you weren't born when this was actually out. <laughs> so what did you think of it? Um, it was it was pretty good. Um, definitely got emba- like secondhand embarrassment, but... What is secondhand embarrassment, again? It's when uh, the character does something embarrassing, but doesn't really feel embarrassed themselves, so you get the embarrassment, and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Is that, like, cringeworthy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically. We're just like, why? <laughs> so, but the movie itself, right? So, do you know this plot? Because you didn't really know Napoleon, so... <laughs> um, basically, uh, Tommy Boy was trying to save his dad's business when dad died. 
Very good. Very good. Okay. All right. There we go. So, and Chris Farley, who is... Well, these are SNL people. So Wait, they're from... Saturday Night Live. They are? Yeah. So, like, Chris Farley was from SNL. David Spade was from SNL. Oh, I and didn't know that. they were produced by Lauren Michaels, who is the head of SNL, who actually huh. made it, and also Dan Aykroyd, who is one of the original cast members of SNL. That's crazy. He was the guy Zelinsky at the end, the car dealer guy. Oh. He was also a Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, Chris, this is what I would say: like some of the funniest, one of the funniest films I've seen in a while, and when actually, when I first saw it, I thought it was funny. And now mm-hmm. that it's been like, I don't know, 20 years or something, it was okay. still funny. Like, there's still <laughs> a lot of funny moments. No, there are still. So what was your favorite part of the film? Hmm, that's hard. I mean, I loved when the guy just like... Uh, which one? Uh, um, Chris Farley or David yeah. Spade? Which is which? <laughs> David Spade's the smaller guy. Okay, so David Spade. Um, when he got like his hair chopped off. Oh, so like, yeah, yeah, so the whole time oh. you think he's got this full hair. And then yeah. Like, oh, and then there was the, um, okay, uh, when Tommy Boy was trying to convince the other salesman. Yeah. And, um, says, for my sake and your, like, I don't remember the exact line, yeah. but for my sake and for your daughter's sake, buy this product. <laughs> and, like, he's talking about how hopefully there isn't a poop in a box and. Mm. Things yes. like that. I didn't explain that well, but no, you didn't. And yeah. So <laughs> it was about a guarantee, right? So the yeah. one of the, the guys that he's trying to sell to, Chris Farley, is saying like, you know, uh, if it doesn't have a guarantee on the box, I'm not buying the product, right? Yeah. And then Chris Farley's like, well, if you want me to poop in the box and put slap guarantee on it, I will. But you know, that's what the other guy was. Yeah. Like. Your brother would laugh for like days for that. <laughs> he loved that line. But then uh, at the end, when they goes, okay, fine, I'll take it. And then they, uh, David Spade and Tommy Boy look at each other and they're like, what? <laughs> right, they were surprised they made the sale, right? Yeah. So those guys were like, started, they kind of just left SNL. They did Tommy Boy and then they did another movie called Black Sheep. And they were starting to become like this comedy duo for a little mm-hmm. bit. And then Chris Farley actually died. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So, oh, you didn't even know he died, right? So, <laughs> so he was a really funny guy. He was, um, you know, very into the physical comedy. Do you remember seeing the Chippendales dancer yeah. thing with Patrick Swayze and him? Mm-hmm. Which is considered one of the classic SNL clips, right? Oh, so, that sucks. Yeah. So it happened to be just one of those things. But it, these guys were doing these comedies. They were pretty funny. And then, um, you know, kind of just broke off. I don't know. Like the movie Black Sheep wasn't that great. We could watch that one too. But I think Tommy Boy was considered like definitely one of the better movies that they were yeah. producing. There that, a, that sucks that he had, that he died. Yeah. So David Spade is still alive? Yeah, David Spade's still alive and he's still running around doing his thing. <laughs> he's in uh he's in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. So <laughs> he's he's also in a movie called Joe Dirt. He pretends he's like this guy in the in uh, like uh in the south and he's got like a mullet and a mustache and everybody you know doesn't like him and stuff oh, should, i haven't heard of it yeah you'll probably like it though if, if we if we show it to you so what do you think do you think tommy boy is something to recommend to people that uh, yeah 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 people who haven't seen it yet right or do you think they should get a second watch out of it too a third Oh my god, you do a second watch. I feel like the second watch would be better than the first watch for some reason. 
Okay. Well, were you paying attention the whole time? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you're on the phone. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy that movie if you guys get a chance. I think it's on Netflix. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot Club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. This is Gray Griffin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello, radio listeners. What are you thinking? We want to hear from you. What's working for you? What things would you like to hear more about? Write us your thoughts. Or you can buy us a pizza. Just go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com, and click on the Buy Us A Pizza link. Leave your comment there. And we'll read them on video. Hey, I'm Mike Kingston, the writer and creator of Headlocks. And I am WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And guess what you're listening to? You're listening to It Came From The Radio! Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not, true believers. We at the Comic Book School may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. And uh, tonight I'm here with artist and multi-talented lady, Maria Schweitzer. Maria, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Little slice of heaven today. So, <laughs> Maria, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, because I was introduced uh, to your work by my, uh, actually by my landlord, Paul. And I thought it was uh, really amazing. And he says you're into the comic book thing. So tell us a little bit about that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I pretty much, um, I just finished my master's in fine art uh, with SBA and visual narrative. Um, so pretty much for the past two and a half years, I've been like really focusing on narrative and story and comics, um, not just drawing, but writing. So um, for the past year, I was working on my thesis, which is a young adult graphic novel, um, which I finished. It came out to be about 100 pages uh, long, and it's kind of like a a little bit of a a sci-fi adventure um, graphic novel. So and it's called Mission Red Rock, um, and I'm currently working on like a long form version of it. Um, But other than comics, I also run a company called Rubber Bones Rash Guards. Um, which is I draw a lot of comic book inspired horror art um, and also just kind of art from like the early 2000s. Um, and I put that on merchandise for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and I sell that. So those are kind of like my two careers. Nice, nice. Now, let me um, ask you something about the you you sort of want to do cut out the middleman and do the writing and the uh, drawing and and everything i think that's that's great um what what do you want for yourself down the road to be the final uh product of all this 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love to, to really kind of have the prop, my practice of writing and drawing comics as like a full-time gig. Um, I mean, that, that's a dream, uh, not, you know, but, um, that, and also just have like my, um, art with my jujitsu company, uh, kind of going, going well too. And hoping that those, I can keep up with those two things and balance it. Um, cause I don't want to like lose one and get the other or, or vice versa. Now, are you all, I, I've heard, I, this could be wrong, that you're into the martial arts? Yes. Yeah, I'm a, um, I train at 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu uh, in Hopog, and I'm a purple belt. But I'm currently, uh, I tore my ACL, so I've been uh, recovering from surgery. So I haven't been training. Okay. Let me ask you, how does your, how does your martial arts uh, affect your creativity in the art world, in the in your drawings and everything like that. Does it have an effect, or, or do you keep each on on the side? Um, I think they they do definitely have. I mean, that's part of the reason why I started the Rubber Bones Company was because I felt like I had such a connection between the two. I find that there's a lot of parallels and things I take from each one and apply it to the other. Um, like an example, kind of just being. Um, I feel like being harsh on yourself is really easy to come by when it comes to criticism with art and things like that. And like being too hard on yourself can kind of like kill your momentum. But um, training jujitsu has really taught me to kind of like be resilient with that and just like competing and kind of losing in a competition and, and just taking that um, and using it as motivation to get better and to learn from some, like mistakes as opposed to kind of um, like, I guess, wallowing in them <laughs> yeah um you sit down where does your inspiration come from most of the time um i mean i read a lot of different comics like from i've you know gone gotten into x-men and all you know gone back and read through those but then i also like a lot more like indie comics and that's actually kind of like how i got into comics um just because as a kid, I didn't find like Marvel superhero comics as accessible, I think, or maybe relatable. Um, I think now it's getting better with that. But um, yeah, I, I think just reading a lot of comics has been a big inspiration of mine. And also just, um, I'm really interested in like more like historic, like history of comics too. Uh, just like horror comics and, and all the comics um, that are a little bit more I guess, obscure, I like uh, as well. All right, when did you start getting into this? How old were you? Comic books? Yeah, starting um, comic books, art, you know. Yeah. Saying was, to myself, I want to, I want, this is what I want to do. Yeah, um, as a little kid, I remember saying I wanted to draw comics, but I didn't actually really read that many comics. I just really liked drawing comics. Um, and yeah, so I, honestly, since I've been a little kid, I mean, I, I still have my first sketchbook from when I was eight years old. Um, and there's me practicing drawing. Like I had that, uh, I have, I still have it, the how to draw comics the Marvel way. Um, and I pretty much kept that by my side, like all through fourth grade and somehow convinced my teacher to let me bring that in as a reading material, as opposed to an actual book. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I decided that, I mean, I think I'd moved away from comics a little bit in my teenage years. And then when I went to college, 
I kind of got introduced more to like the indie comic book art scene, which I didn't really know existed. And um, yeah, I just kind of got like obsessed with the genre after that and just tried to consume as much of it as I possibly could. Wow, that's that's fun. Have you made the uh, convention circuits yet? Uh, I haven't like sold sold at them. I did do actually. This is kind of funny. I did a um forgot about this um at the which comic con was that? I did do a um a panel and it was called How to Do Comics When You Don't Know What You're Doing and it was for kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was like the first time I ever made a comic book. And then like me and my friend were like, we should like help. You know, I made like yeah. a little zine thing and it was like a handout and we kind of just talked about like how to get started when it feels like really daunting. Um, but I have gone to, uh, Emerald city comic con in Washington. That was cool. Um, and then I've been to comic con in New York, um, and like some smaller ones on Long Island, but, uh, you know, nothing really since the pandemic. So. Yeah, that, that threw everybody for a loop. How did that affect you? Um, I mean, it affected me a big time because, um, as you you know, martial arts isn't very um, safe for social distance. So, you know, I had to put that off um, and didn't train for, you know, a long time. And it was over a year. Um, And then on top of that, I was in my MFA program. And that was kind of that had gone, um, even though it's partially online in the summer, you're supposed to go into the city and live there. And we get to go to like, um, like events, like we went to the moth uh, reading uh, one year and then the next year we were supposed to um I'm blanking right now on the name but yeah we missed out on that stuff so everything went online um and that was kind of a bummer I miss my friends because a lot of us were from like one person in our class was from China we had like two people from California someone from Texas and basically every summer you're supposed to meet up and then you make comics and make stories together and do a lot of collaborative work and so it was upsetting to miss that aspect of the program um, but I think they did a really good job, like, of of getting it on, uh, bringing it online full time. Yeah. Did you, um, uh, did you, did you get more creative during the pandemic since you were, we were all locked in? I think that's when creativity flowed out there. What about yeah. you? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it's fun to really see what other people did, too, during that time. Um, but, yeah, I pretty much told myself like, all right, like you, you know, you don't have jujitsu anymore. Like, so we still have art and let's like take that and kind of, that's kind of how I finished the hundred page graphic novel. And I think it was like from started writing it in August and fit pretty much a year. I wrote, yeah. penciled everything and inked the comic book. And I, I like just made a schedule for myself. And it was like, you're going to do two pages a day for this many days. And I just stuck to that. And I think having that rigid schedule for making that graphic novel is how I survived (laughs) going through the pandemic. So, yeah. So first of all, when your graphic novel comes out, we want to be the first to uh, see that and get that out to the public. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Also, what, um, if you do your conventions, if you start doing conventions, which would be the ones that you are going to do? The ones close to the home, the um, obviously the indies. You yeah. Know, you want to be in there, yeah. I mean, I'd probably but, just stick to the East Coast and driving. Um, yeah. I remember uh, I went to one in Baltimore once. That was really cool, and it was, it yeah. was nice. Um, but that's 
probably as far as I would go until I <laughs> can fly yeah. myself places. Well, we have, if you follow us, we have uh, friends, we have Barcons, which was, uh, which is Mark's favorite uh, convention, the Barcon. I heard so, of that uh, one. Oh yeah, you should have went to. We we have good friends. Uh, that guy Inc. Yes, uh, I've met him uh, before at another con. Yeah. Oh, so you know, uh, Brendan or uh, Peter? I don't remember. It was a couple years ago. It was maybe like three or four years ago. I met him, but um, yeah. he had told me about the the bar con. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, definitely a con. You have to go to a lot of indies. A lot of lot of uh, good. Uh, good artists amazing artists it's a good networking tool that's yeah. what they are they're good networking tools so even if you don't have anything that's where you got to go to see it what is down the road what's coming up for you um so i've got this hundred page graphic novel i wrote i'm now turning into hopefully like about doubling the size so right now i'm uh spending this next hopefully couple months writing out that full summary fleshing everything out and um getting a pitch ready to uh, pitch out to publishers and agents. Um, and then other than that, just keeping on growing my uh, rubber bones company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let me, um, let me get, let me let you get all your social media out where, where can people see your work? Is it posted yet? Or do you have a, a site where they can yeah. see your talent? Um, well, let so, us know. <laughs> yeah, I have a portfolio website. Um, it's mariaschweitzer.com. If you want to see uh, some of the stuff I do for Rubber Bones, you can go to rubberbonesrashguards.com. Um, and then I'm on Twitter, but not so much, so I won't even bother giving that. Um, but I'm on Instagram. I try to post kind of like process works. My Instagram, it's easiest to find me at Rubber Bones. Um, and then finding, you can follow my personal account, which is in the bio. Um, and on that, I, I post a little bit more like sketchbook stuff. Okay. And let me, um, because I'm curious, rubber bones, where the heck did that come from? <laughs> um, well, I'm pretty flexible. And so that helps in jujitsu. But um, yeah, the concept just kind of came to me when I was thinking about the branding I wanted to do. And uh, I wanted there to be humor in it. So rubber bones kind of made me laugh. And then it, the idea of like, you know, your heart to submit if you've got rubber bones. So yeah, that was pretty much where it came from. And then I, yeah, ran with it. Yeah. We have two minutes left. Is there any anything you would like to say to young artists out there and, uh, you know, to inspire them or to keep them going or, you know, anything yeah. you'd like to share with them? I think just find something that you love to draw and then just go, you know, just, just run with it. That's kind of what I did with jujitsu. And yeah. I haven't stopped drawing jujitsu in about seven or eight years. Yeah. And I think that's been a lot of um, my motivation to keep me drawing and stuff. So I think just find something yeah. you love or you want to do. And uh, Beautiful. And you, you got everything going there, the martial arts. And stuff. If I ever came to your table at a convention, I would never say that I hated anything. <laughs> the next thing I go flip over the table or something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Maria, we have to wind this up. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. I know I'm, I'm so glad we finally got you yes. here. And uh, I can't wait for uh, people to see your artwork because I've seen it. 
And the minute I've seen it, I called Mark. I said, yeah, we have to have this young lady on the show because down the road, she's going to be a big star. And I want to say we got her when, <laughs> you know, she was just starting out. Now she doesn't want to know us, you know. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, and uh, only wish good things for you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you guys. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on the show and everything. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah, this is Charlie Saladino from it came from the radio with Maria Schweitzer. And we're going right back to you, Mark. Take it away. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Hey, this is Ty Monk, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello, friends. This is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. Hey guys, this is Kari Payton. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. So keep listening. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show... Go to our newly revised website, www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on such places as btd.radio, sci-fi.radio, indievolt.com, centraloregonradio.com. Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.